0: Welcome to episode 12. We're reporting here from the beach where a tropical storm warning is in effect. Just to read this to you, I just got this emergency alert. The National Weather Service is issuing a flash flood warning, it's in effect until 1 p.m. Eastern. This is a dangerous and life threatening situation. So we got to, we got to get by this
1: before like the power goes out okay the truth is oh, I wait a minute. that's wa- the actual color of your sweatshirt i thought that was just the what? background having an impact do you have like a that's that's a nice
0: you don't you don't like the sweatshirt color creative
1: sweatshirt it's creative. very nice
0: it's a very nice sweatshirt um for our can, podcast it, listeners it, it, brandon's podcast got listeners. a picture
1: of a hurricane in the background okay. which it, has got disneyland and i've got epcot, epcot so, we're all set. so
0: well we are not all set walter no because this is my current background. Okay. But I'm going to temporarily switch my background in honor of two things. One is yesterday was your birthday. I know you're not a birthday person, but I wanted to wish you a happy 55th birthday. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on making it. And you will, see awesome. here, you will see here that there are exactly – where there were supposed to be, yes, there are exactly a dozen cupcakes in honor of our dozenth episode. And you will also notice that there are rainbows on top because as after the storm passes later today, I expect to see beautiful rainbows. And, and then we hon- can, honestly we, you we put can way too much to thought the into
2: the intro. You you just put way too much thought into this intro. Like it's just I did. It's scary how much you think about this each week. Well,
0: I to, well, I want to tie together all the important things that, that are going on. Okay, so – Have um, you
2: eaten all those
1: 12 of those cupcakes yet?
0: Well, I, Walt, <laughs> uh, I, I, I just, uh, some, once in a while I'm speechless. I'm also fat, which is something that Walt wanted to point out. COVID has not been kind to Brandon. <laughs> the, wor- the workouts have stopped, Uh-oh. and the cupcake intake is up. And no, I don't have a Peloton. <laughs> they look delicious. Thank okay, let's, let's, let's move on. And let's get the show on the road.
2: Okay, first tweet. We've got uh, great move, NATO. I guess if you're going to go down, make sure you try to take everyone that loves you with you. And the article is in Variety. Movie theaters sue. So the theaters are suing New Jersey and the governor claiming First Amendment rights to reopen. So basically they're upset that churches and places of worship can open, but movie theaters are not allowed to open in New Jersey. Uh, I think it just sort of reeks of desperation. Like the theaters are literally going crazy. They were supposed to open up in early July. Now they're supposed to open up in early August. Uh, And I think based on the way at least most of the country is heading right now, it looks less and less likely in fact, uh, you know, I think you're already starting to see movies in October, Universal moved a bunch of October movies, including Halloween, moved it literally from Halloween 2020 to Halloween 2021. And it, it, to me, it just shows Brandon, like, they could sue to try to open they can do anything they want. They can't get movie studios to put out movies oh. until the public's ready to go. And that's the bigger problem here.
0: Well, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I don't exactly understand what this has to do with the First Amendment, as I've read the First Amendment. <laughs> Maybe you guys, I don't know. I think we're all pretty educated, but I don't <laughs>
1: – I don't know what, the whole do approach, it, I guess can... what
0: this has to do with the, with the First Amendment, <laughs> first of all. Um, but more seriously, I, I mean, yeah. COVID is raging again. Every time I think we're not going to have to talk about COVID on one of these episodes and there's going to be much more fun and interesting to, things to talk about, you know, it, it, it kind of comes back to COVID and that's the reality of the situation we're in and the entire uh, media ecosystem is being disrupted by it. We are not going to see uh, a lot of things <laughs> for a while. One of them is is movies probably in the theater in a lot of areas, especially ones with, you know, especially Blue States, number one. Number two, production is is having major delays. We, we saw news on that this week. Number three, live events. Like, yeah, still have a buy on Live Nation, but starting to wonder, you know, when in 2021 we're even going to
2: see concerts. So... Is anyone yeah. even planning tours in 2021 yet? Or is that, has anyone said yeah. we're going to try? Oh, like, yes. Who, who's uh, the biggest uh, tour that said, like, we're coming out next well,
0: summer? Like, well, first of all, let's just leave, put it this way. Uh, many or most of the tours from 2020 are now being shifted into 2021.
2: But does anyone actually have okay. dates? Like, they're saying, like, we're going to be yes. at MetLife on July. Yes. X.
0: Yes. So, Fish, for instance. Yes, now you could all make fun of me, right? essentially took the 2020 summer tour and used almost exactly the same dates in 2021 in the exact same venues so you've seen you've and that's something you've seen a lot many 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 bands um have done that there is also a, a huge apparent pipeline of 21 shows that are going to start to go on sale in q4 of this year and i Let's let's see what happens. They will go on sale and Ticketmaster will get revenue. But I don't know what next summer is going to look like at this point. I don't think any of us do. We're hopeful for a vaccine and that would kind of solve the problem. But none of us know. I don't even think Dr. Fauci knows.
2: My gut, my gut is his movie. I mean, like all these studios are going to have to take evasive action. I don't know whether Disney moves Mulan to Disney Plus, but, you know, if these movies aren't moved out till 2021, oh, like the like, like your you know live concerts are moving out to 21, I just I'm increasingly skeptical that any major movies coming out this calendar year look, just longer, doesn't seem the possible. The longer
1: it takes for all this stuff to resolve, whether it's even this kind of resurgence and and kind of reverting back on some of the closures, and you t- now you guys are talking about 2021 and having some doubts there all that's going to do is, is change consumers' behavior and what they're yep. willing to do in, in terms of the work or how they're going to consume their content or whatever. The longer you're going to get more entrenched in, into your new behavior, not to mention the fact that let's say you were a restaurant or a local movie theater and you were kind of holding out and you got some money. You know, I looked through the list. I saw some of my local merchants who got money. And then all of a sudden it kind of reverts back and they close again. You're just going to be like, what the fuck? I'm not going through this again. And you're just going to give up. And I think in this kind of second wave, there's going to be that kind of hopelessness in terms of, of giving up. And and look, we got to think about how the world has changed because it's it's um the second did,
2: wave or whatever I, you want to call did, it. Did you watch Hamilton this weekend? Either uh, of you? That's exactly what I was going to bring up.
0: Hamilton, Hamilton, and you just brought up Mulan, right? Hamilton seems to have been, pretty successful on Disney Plus
2: right? wait the the story of the week to me you know and I, okay. it's like my 85 sorry my 87 year old uncle asked me how does he set up Disney Plus he needs to subscribe for the month so that he can watch Hamilton
0: my mother asked my mother also asked me if she's like, Isn't there a Verizon promotion where I get free <laughs> Disney Plus for a year?
1: I, I want to watch Hamilton. My in laws have Verizon, didn't they said <laughs> they didn't want to pay for whatever Disney Plus. I'm like, You're Verizon, you get it for free. No idea. So shame on Verizon for by the way, not taking this as an opportunity. Oh, they should to be advertise. capitalizing on this a hundred percent there's there's trickle down theory so now your grandpa or whatever like then they're going to look at their tv and then you're gonna be like hey you can get an oled for you know x hundred dollars and then then they're going to be like okay you know it it comes with this operating system or i have a roku stick and then they're going to talk about the applications that aren't are or not on roku and then there's an opportunity as we've talked about in past podcasts we're like doing um, the whole podcast before it starts keep going for Apple TV to, to you know, we, we have that whole thing about share and like the yep. opportunity that exists when you've got a major change like this. So let's see. There's a lot of companies that have opportunities and risks. Let's see how many of them take advantage of it or defend themselves. Move on, Rich. Well, What's the next slide? Let's, well, let's just jump on.
2: Let's stay on that topic just because you mentioned it. So let's stick with the, the topic of the week, which is first it was HBO Max, Walt. And I think there was a lot of kind of, I don't want to say hate, but criticism of, it was of hate. HBO.
1: Oh, no, it was hate yeah i'm not going to name the the critics that were out there but like <laughs> there's there's basically just this anti t you know kind of thesis that's out there that like whatever they do oh my god it's the end of the world i don't remember so there was and part of are it was, no, are you talking too? about investors
2: no press too like no 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 yeah. broadly, and everyone and, okay
1: so yeah. when hbo max launched i remember reading one reviewer going off about like oh there's no originals i'm like dude there's originals then you read and read and read and you realize the guy hadn't even actually used it and the big beefy hand was because oh my god it didn't work on his roku this is the end of the world so meanwhile peacock launches as we know whatever in the last couple days also not on roku do any of these reviewers that were trashing hbo max have have you seen any reviews where they're trashing peacock for not being on roku when this was like the uh, end of the world for at&t i'll
0: tell you one reason that they're probably not and i i just think that as of now is there any must have content on peacock that that consumers are clamoring for because i always think these things come down and we discussed this a lot this week um as we were putting together that piece i i I think it always comes down to content contents king and if there's must have content then consumers are gonna get pissed at somebody. So you're I just saying think, that, that was a positive
1: I think for HBO, Meaning that like Yes, okay, I they actually have, think it have... was a positive
0: people care about the content and they were yep. expressing like a desire to have the content. With with Peacock, I think there's apathy at this point. And it could be because they haven't advertised um, the con- the specific content, you know, well enough yet. I don't know. Rich, why don't you he looks no, like, right, let me chime in here ready, for a second. You're right? ready Sorry. to jump a dog there's on there's
1: I'll let Rich on for one second, but there's another tweet that he's showing here for our podcast listeners talking about Sorry. how um, NBC is moving the EPL content um, from uh, where I was paying 65 bucks a year. You're a big EPL
2: fan. We know that. You're a sure. huge Liverpool a, there, and, fan. And, and by
1: the way, there's probably three to four, as I recall from talking to NBC people about this in the past, there's probably three to four million diehards out there did he freeze? No way. He
2: did. Now they're shifting, they're
1: shifting all of that. COVID um, problems.
2: You froze sh- for a second, so just repeat yourself.
1: Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. So I'm saying that there was three three million or so diehard EPL people. Now they're shifting that content to Peacock.
2: So it's gonna save me money, but it's also gonna drive me to be a subscriber to Peacock. Yeah, look, I, this all comes down to. Every time there's a carriage battle. I remember when, remember when Jeremy Lynn was tearing it up for the Knicks and you yes. know, and MSG went dark on Time Warner Cable and people were like, "Oh my do god." You, uh,
0: do you like, know how much value Jeremy Lynn personally unlocked for the Dolans? Hundreds of millions having, of dollars. Hundreds of millions. Run, like they wound up getting up to like 8 bucks a month or something when everyone else was at 550. I don't know.
2: Look, this business always comes down to content. Content is the key and if the consumers want it, any platform can't deny their consumers if they really wanna compete. And so if Apple and Android and Samsung and Xbox and PlayStation have some content on their platforms that isn't on Roku or isn't on Amazon at some point, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but if you're looking, if you're sitting in John Stankey's seat or you're sitting in the Jeff Shell, Brian Roberts seat and you're looking out ten years. If that's the game here, ten years. The the idea of caving today, if you know your content is awesome, just wait. Yeah, you know, content's not gonna lose I I, here.
0: I agree with you. Content has won all these carriage battles and that was during you know, in the MVPD world, that was a time when there was a lot more friction to switch. Now, Roku doesn't have something you want, doesn't have HBO say um, in a couple of months, or something that on HBO Max that you're dying to watch. Well, guess what? All I need to do is go to Amazon.com, order a stick, a, a Fire. Well, <laughs> Fire has their own problems, okay, but order a Chromecast, and guess what? for $30, I have the content back and I may never go back to that box. Correct. So it, these these battles are going to be interesting, but my belief personally and I think we're all in agreement, maybe not, is that it's going to be won by by the content and that the content just needs to kind of you know, if they believe in themselves hold hold firm in these negotiations?
1: Well, Amazon is generating content and, and has a stick, and Apple is generating content and has a stick. and is, is What's Roku's original content?
2: I look, the, the funny part of all of this is Comcast actually has a box. It, it's about this big. It's called a flex box. It works in the Comcast footprint for cord cutters. Comcast has never marketed it out of footprint, but I can't figure out, given these types of battles, like, why doesn't Comcast just... You know, put that device into Best Buy, put that device into Walmart and say, anywhere in the country, you know, you can't get this on a Roku, you can't get this on a Fire, just get our box and it'll work. I just can't even or that, give them away for like coming.
0: $10. I feel like that's coming. I, I don't seems know. seems like a no brainer. Yeah,
2: I, I, okay, I don't think on. that
0: there's the right content is there yet. But imagine if Game of Thrones was in a month.
2: Sure. Right. Well, the big show actually, Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams has a huge show coming out on HBO in August. Lovecraft Country is going to be a very big deal, given what's going on in this country in terms of race relations and all of that. Like, this is going to be the show to watch this wait a summer. Minute. I
1: thought HBO Max didn't have any any good original con- content that was going to draw yeah. people to it. Just yeah. wait for
2: Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. in Just, August.
0: Yeah. When the content. Hit. All right, but before we move on, Rich, uh, this is yeah. important. Because we did a peacock slide, and that (laughs) means that you have to sing Katy Perry's peacock song.
1: Or or for for our listeners, if you have a TikTok account, and by the way, if you (laughs) don't, that's you should because this is changing the dynamics of social media. Well, at least (laughs) until the um Go to Rich Greenfield's TikTok account and see Rich Lightshed. I think it's Rich Lightshed. Rich Lightshed. Rich Lightshed. Go to his TikTok account. I want to see your peacock. peacock, 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 There he goes. There
0: we go. And this is, by the way, just to see that head bob by Rich is why people need to watch this instead of just listening to it. Okay, let's move on. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Why don't we just, well, you know what? I'm, I, I changed the order because of that. I think we should talk about TikTok. So uh, I think the reality oh, is.
0: Wow, you have a fast trigger. Good job. Y-
2: U.S. Nice. is looking at – this is CNBC reporting on what Mike Pompeo said, uh, Secretary of State. Pompeo. Pompeo, whatever. You know, my pronunciation has never <laughs> every, been my strong every suit. Every
0: we get to make fun of you
2: for that also. Keep going. I should get a T-shirt that says hashtag pronunciation. That would be awesome. Uh. U.S. is looking at – I think, I, think
1: at, I would just listen to Ben Thompson. He also mispronounced it on his
2: podcast, so – The U.S. is looking at banning TikTok and Chinese social media apps. And every teen, uh, I'm ad-libbing here, but every teen in America, or actually every teen worldwide, is going crazy. In fact, there was a a little glitch yesterday on TikTok where all the likes disappeared and all the teenagers literally thought the U.S. was like literally shutting it down. Like this was the first step towards shutting it down. happened to me yesterday.
1: I went to my account, my TikTok account, which I've got also excellent videos, more (laughs) dog-focused, and all of my... All of my video numbers went to zero. I was like, right. what in the world?
2: Uh, so you thought Trump was literally today. stepping in and, and literally starting to that turn it off? was step
1: one that they figured out how to hit the reset button on me and take me the, back do, to zero. Do we and think of course- that
0: this, this is all driven by the Oklahoma City troll?
2: I mean, look, there has been a lot of reports from very sophisticated technology folks, way above my knowledge base in terms of like what data is going back and sort of data sharing. And you know, again, I don't consider myself an expert in that subject. And so it's very hard to know, but there were reports the same week, I mean, a couple of days ago, that TikTok is looking at moving its U.S. headquarters and relocating into the U.S. And I, I think there's gonna be a real push to make TikTok a more separate, more U.S.-based company, for exactly these reasons. Is that enough? I have no idea. I mean, I think this is, you know, Kevin Mayer went over there. I've got to believe, you know, leaving Disney to become head of TikTok and CEO of ByteDance. You got to believe this is number one on his radar screen. They're going to figure out a solution because the size and opportunity dollar wise, you know, if I think about the the revenue opportunity at TikTok is so enormous and the brands are so excited about it my gut is this gets solved i just don't know how and how long it takes and how messy it is between you know now and then
0: well we're gonna have kevin on light shed live in a couple of weeks so we're gonna have we're gonna have a chance to talk directly with him about it we will which is let's very talk, exciting
2: let's talk college Boards, walt um you want to read the stanford one i know you love we got one. one tweet yeah we're we're they're basically talking about
1: the first tweet, which is someone's dunking on this person, was talking about how Stanford dropped 11 sports. And um, Spike Eskin, excuse me, a local personality in Philly that I follow on Twitter said, Stanford has an endowment of nearly $30 billion. I've not fact-checked that. But the point is, these colleges or these universities do have these massive endowments. and Now now they're just killing sports. Look, we did Light Shed's lives earlier in the year where we had ADs and, and heads of conferences. And like, well, you know, we can't do football, then nothing's going to happen because um, we talked about the impact of the economics and other yeah. sports that we're going to – and here we are. They're dropping – look, <laughs> this is not about – this is not these... about not doing it in the fall. They're literally killing 11 sports. I, I mean, know. if you go and back, hundreds of kids. <laughs> right, you go that, back to that Lightshed Live, right,
0: we very specifically asked these ADs, um, is it all or nothing? And yeah. I think each one of them said, yes, it is. Now all remember Stanford, together. It, Stanford it was not on that call. Stanford, Stanford was, was not, not on it.
1: That is true. But these are money future talks. Olympians that, I mean, imagine you're, imagine you're a senior in high school. You're, you're, you know, an Olympic level rower. You're going to go to Stanford, which does have a good program. You're about to start aside from everything else that's going on. Now they're saying they're, you're, they're killing your sport for good. I mean, that's yes. harsh. It's messed up. And, and meanwhile, it, again, I don't know if this is fact. And or I see right. rolling on
2: there, um, yeah, walls. Yeah. But, 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 but let's just I, step back. Let's step back. The entire college system from whether students are on campus to what sports happen is in complete chaos. I mean, we are you know, just date check. We are July 10th. Kids are supposed to be on campus in literally six weeks. Um, and nobody has a clue. In most of these schools, whether kids will be on campus, whether they can stay on campus and have the whole year. One third of Cornell professors said they don't even want to teach this year. The Ivy League just moved their sports to the spring. You know, we've got this tweet that just hit a few minutes ago on ESPN saying that they think there's a 25% chance that there's a college football season. We've Which, got this tweet.
0: I You know, we've had conversations with athletic directors this week and others that are connected into, you know, deeply connected into the college football world. And overwhelmingly, what we heard is doubt that there was going to be anything this fall. And I think that goes across conferences. It, would you say that to be the case? Yeah, for look,
2: I, and look, this chart is this is a chart that was on Stadium. Watch Stadium had this chart where they basically surveyed 140. 30 ADs, and I think 115 responded. And I think the key here is that only 27% of FBS, of D1 schools, only 27% think that the season starts on time. And if you look at Power 5 ADs, only 22% now think it starts on time. And my gut is, while they're not willing to say spring yet, a lot of them, you know, they're saying it'll start late. The reality is this is a slippery slope, and we're basically going from we're going to start on time to now we're going to start late, and the last step will be we're going to just move to the spring. And I, I think that's ultimately where it comes out. I mean, I, I, I feel very, very high level of conviction that college sports are just not happening in the fall to right move? And I know it's uh, hard.
1: Are they going to move other fall sports to the spring as well, or is this just a benefit of football
2: and the dollars that it generates? My guess is some get canceled, literally. Mm-hmm. Some will just get canceled, and the, the ones that truly matter – started you know th- there'll probably be a few that they literally want to move or can move and they'll move those to the spring
1: not surprising again given the dollars but certainly not the th- the kind of thesis that was <laughs> that we had heard earlier on which we're all in this yeah. together all or none that type of thing
2: well i mean look there, there, the original thesis was like even if kids aren't on campus we'll play football and now things are so bad in the country that i think it's like from a medical expert standpoint like how do you do this? I mean, we're looking at, you know, if you look at MLS two teams, you know, as the bubble gets created, two teams have already been disqualified, Nashville and Dallas, you know, the NBA is paying 175 million for their bubble. College sports have no bubble. The kids on yep. campus, the students have no bubble. They're going to be moving around the country, not on <laughs> charter flights. Like how and does by it work? The
0: way, the, let's think about it from the athlete's point of view for, for a minute. Right like I was reading like you know Joel Embiid our guy right yep. he Sixers. Uh, yeah yes you got it um was expressing some trepidation about going uh into the bubble and even in the bubble worrying about covid so on and so forth i think a few people were went off on him but he's a pro athlete who's making what 26 million dollars <laughs> a year
1: underpaid right, but they're also probably, a bunch but, of 20 year olds and he, and he understands how his fellow teammates are going to act on occasion you know in terms of need yep. to get out of the bubble let I me mean, just point one out. but one if you're thing a out. college athlete
0: though you're not making 26 I, million dollars yeah, to do this uh, you're getting a, although you're hoping you're to getting
1: a very pricey education in many cases at a very discounted rate uh, not all of them but many of them are. So look, one point of reference, Bundesliga and EPL start in or continue on.
2: Actually, Bundesliga just announced their next season schedule starting in September. Like, they're I'm already saying, moving EPL,
1: on. I'm watching EPL games in the background, of course, uh, every day. So EPL is functioning. I mean, it's it's not great because obviously no fans. Yep. But um, But look, that sport has launched and continued. That's in Europe, though, where… They are not There's no bubbles there. They're going from stadium to stadium. There's no bubbles. Yeah, but, but
2: if you look at the
0: amount of COVID that there no, is I hear you. in Europe, compared to here. You know. I hear you.
2: The U.S. just doesn't want to get to zero. Which brings us to our next topic, which is, you know, this was literally. So I found this tweet this morning. Um, I literally was just looking at kind of the, the stories of the morning, and this popped up in my Twitter stream. <laughs> Three things to watch this morning from the Today Show: record case numbers, obviously, of COVID. Dr. Fauci saying, quote, we're not doing great. And then number yeah, what's, three.
1: What's Fauci going to say in two days? He's going to say maybe something completely really different. <laughs> uh,
2: and okay. then the third one was Disney World reopening with um, yesterday was uh, annual pass holder preview. And tomorrow, actually Saturday, meaning tomorrow, is when the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom actually opened for Walt Disney World. And, um, of course, there's a variety story that just hit a little while ago saying, quote, Inviting disaster, Disney World reopening inspires worry from health experts, but optimism from some workers. And so it's going to be interesting. Disney's moving forward. Bob Chapek did a call with investors this week um, and basically said, look, the governor of the state has given us the, you know, is, is comfortable with what we're doing. We're going to move forward and we're going to open. He literally quoted DeSantis and said, DeSantis is going to plan.
1: So he's relying on Governor DeSantis for, he is. As, his, as his backup. Okay. Look, I had yesterday I wore, um, I had to be out of the house um, and I had to wear a mask for the entire day. And as I've said on past podcasts, this is, even though I've got a softer um, mask, thank you to my mother in law, um, it's awful. It is literally awful to have to wear. And I was not in, I mean, actually it was 97 degree weather, so, but it's not probably as bad as Florida. To have to wear a mask all day long, my nose, I mean, it's just not a pleasant experience. So to try and get, these thousands of people coming into Disney and other places and expecting them wear, to wear masks all day long, even if that occurred, that is going to really have a material negative impact on someone's life experience.
2: Did, did you see what happened for J- in Japan? They said on the roller coasters that have reopened or are reopening in Japan, no screaming is allowed because they don't want you <laughs> pulling your mask off while you're on the roller coaster. So it's, they, they asked for silent co- screaming co- on the co- roller coasters.
0: COVID is is spread through yelling and singing like this right, right? and so th- i guess that makes sense
1: weird well Next. we'll see i mean i don't look i don't given what's happening in florida like i, I would guess that the that the broader national pressure is probably going to result in them pushing back that opening but we'll see
2: We're certainly right there's going to be a yeah, my guess is just attendance is going to be much more locals. Like it'll be there. There's die-hard yeah, locals with annual passes. But remember, Disney World, I think what a lot of investors forget, unlike Hong Kong Disney World or Shanghai Disneyland or even Disneyland out in California, Disney World is a fly to park. So 75% of people that attend fly in from other parts of the country and other parts of the world. I have a really hard time believing, given what's going on with COVID, that you're getting on a plane to go to disney World, i
1: disagree i i disagree i don't think you i I think that's wrong i mean i think look it's not going to be the max capacity that they were hitting before but i look there's a lot of americans that feel like they don't need to wear a mask that's why in part we're having some of the surges we do now the people are flying on planes there's airplanes that are putting people in every seat so i disagree with that i don't think it's gonna be locals it's it's you know people are gonna go but then my question is like Are they going to actually wear their mask? These same people that are willing to fly, you think they're going to sit in ninety-five degree humid Florida weather all day, and with their masks on? And when there are indoor,
2: there are there is a couple of indoor relaxation stations where you can take off your mask.
1: Those won't be crowded. (laughs) All right, let's go to the next one.
2: Okay, let's talk Uber, Walt.
1: Yeah, let's keep this brief. I mean, basically, Uber. Is this haiku? Tony Rome. That's a great actual. Yeah. It's a, it's official. It's a fi- No, I don't, think, I don't think he has <laughs> hits the first five syllables. Oh, okay. uh, Uber, Uber, taking out Postmates. I mean, look, this was in our 2020 prediction. We thought it was going to be grub, even though I didn't specifically name it, but the food delivery business. And by the way, this prediction was pre COVID, but the food delivery business needs to be consolidated, right? They were killing each other. They had a revenue growth opportunity because of, Uh, COVID still needs to be consolidated. DoorDash is is still out there. Um, You know, so look, this is positive and it's consolidation, but you know, we'll see where where it goes from here. It's still going to be a pretty aggressive market competition wise. But glad one of our predictions, um, you know, came true and there's that there is consolidation in the market. Okay. Top, another check mark on the top 20 yeah. for Well, 20. no, I, look,
2: the only thing I wonder about is so just, can you, you know. Send that,
1: can you send that out, that, that our top 20 picks for 2020 again, just to make sure everyone Sure. Has. Sure,
2: I can do that. Okay. Uh, let, let's talk Twitter. So, Twitter had a couple of big news. Let, let me do the first one, Brandon, and then you can do the second yeah. one. So, the first one was, and, and Twitter sort of started this back in the Super Bowl, where they started doing some of their new ad tech was rolling out. But Twitter's had a really woeful ad server. Uh, legacy, a lot of technical debt. I know that's your favorite term, Brandon, but there was serious <laughs> technical debt that made innovation in Twitter's ads really difficult. So they've actually done, I think Twitter's done a pretty good job on the, the product side. If you think about yep. what they've done, rolling out it, events and it's improved.
0: It's improved.
2: but the ad products have basically, Not amazing. I mean, I think they yep. will fully admit that ad products have been slow to innovate. They've t- what's taken other companies days or a week or two has taken months at Twitter, that's changed. So the new ad server is fully live, ready to go, and they are in a position to actually innovate much more quickly on the ad product side. That should be good news for Twitter. They're rolling out more on the performance ad front later in the year to do more DR advertising. That's gonna matter a lot, but that actually isn't what got the stock going this week. It was actually excitement, Brandon, over the second tweet here, which why don't you give your thoughts on?
0: Yeah, I just, just going back to the other tweet, um... The lack of performance advertising is probably going to hurt them in the third quarter as these brands as these brand advertisers are pulling back for for a facebook it's going to probably be a drop in the bucket, but it's on a percentage basis it's probably going to be a little more meaningful for Twitter who doesn't have all that ad inventory that's that's filled with performance advertising. Now, yes, it's probably going to be a one-quarter thing. And if you want to look at the stock and like sort of the, the long term of it, um, it's going to be far overshadowed by the ability to get advertising correct with this with this new ad platform. But that just kind of it made me made me the lack of performance now made me think of that. On the subscription side, um Look, a lot of people have have been clamoring for subscriptions to be added to the Twitter business model. In and I think this ties to the other to the other tweet because they're not monetizing to their potential on the advertising side, and a lot of investors have wanted to see other prote- potential forms of revenue. And subscriptions theoretically make sense because you have a, a dedicated group of power users um, who probably would pay for whatever you're you're gonna put out um, in in front of them now i we were all kind of racking our brains and and with clients about what a twitter subscription could look like and i literally i was like kind of like walking around upstairs in circles um for a little while and i said to myself every every thing that I came up with as a feature that could be subscription, I said to myself, that should be part of the core experience to enhance the core experience and make it more sticky and to bring more people into the funnel and and make it easier for them. So I I literally, except for no ads, which honestly, the ads on Twitter don't really bother me. I couldn't come up with anything. The one thing I came up with was subscription with, with publishing partners. My biggest problem with Twitter, especially currently as the newspaper world has gone to subscription, um, Being paywalls, more and more, just to, just to clear, go, yeah, gone to paywalls, is that, look, I'm, I'm reading for, I don't know, tweets on the New York Giants, and I hit something from Art Stapleton of the Bergen record, or whatever, I don't even know where he's from, and and I hit the tweet, and I run into a paywall, and no. it, like honestly, I'm never going to subscribe has to the it, Bergen Record or 90% that? of of any of these um, other newspapers. Twitter well, is Apple my News newspaper. Apple News
1: has tried. Apple News tried to solve Apple, this issue. Right. Apple, Apple News. Apple has... WeChat has a good solution for that, where they've got these light apps that sit within the within the app itself. It's like an app within an app. That could... yeah, but I I. I Brandon
0: well, I'll wants an Uber come, I'll subscription. Come back to that. He wants. I wanted, a, he wanted, yes, I want a broad subscription where publishers, sort of like Spotify, are partners with Twitter, and if you, if you hit their link they get paid out of the bucket of subscription revenue. Right, so Apple, I think so that to would Rich's greatly point, Apple enhance tried that, the Apple experience. News that, Apple hasn't... News has tried that, but Apple News is its own kind of like separate experience and separate right. app. Like I think me, you, and and Rich, all of us, if we had to say what our, our go-to newspaper is, it's Twitter. I, I read more news other than Bloomberg, on on Twitter every day and it's just frustrating not to be able to to find that news and I think that this that would be a welcome to subscription subscription to a lot of users if they could get publisher buy-in I think it would help publishers and it would help Twitter themselves
2: yeah I, I, I agree with you my, my guess is though the problem with that is is that all the major publishers would opt out because they want to drive their own direct traffic okay so
1: let's and go to, which to is the apple. same thing
2: you're starting to see with apple let's news go. where the new york times just pulled out but they initially
1: they didn't though, and they it's had it restrictive and part of it was the fact that apple couldn't build up enough um fully pulpit you know ability to drive traffic there had had they driven more traffic um, yeah, to... it, exactly. And Twitter
0: has that traffic already of mm-hmm. news junkies who are there.
1: Right, as opposed to Apple News, which was like, okay, they're going to integrate the magazine portions as well. Like, was they were all over the place.
0: Totally. And this gets okay. back to you, your whole Apple. Ooh, is this a branded one? Okay, this comes from The Information, and I think this hit, I don't know, like Tuesday. Exclusive, Microsoft has expressed interest in acquiring the games division of Warner Brothers, the publisher behind popular game franchises based on Batman, Harry Potter, and other characters. So... This, this opens up a couple of questions. One, is the games division at Warner actually up for sale? We've seen it reported <laughs> um, a, a couple of places. Walt, you can, you can chime in on this. We've discussed this in the past. Um, in my view, and I thought Jason Kyler uh, probably would, would share this view, I, I think it is strategic to continue to, to own the ga-
1: their own games division.
2: It would seem like uh, HBO Max and the gaming unit are the two most strategic assets right, that
1: have. But, but his boss, um, Stanky, would say there are no sacred cows.
2: So yeah, I think right. everything,
1: so I, you could arguably say everything's up for sale, but I think to your point is like, is it really up for sale or is it basically saying like, you make me an offer I can't refuse? That's and, right. And and that, that has to compensate them for what you just described, it being a core asset for them going forward. So we'll see that, if it actually meet, leads to anything. All right. What was number two?
0: Well, now that if it is for sale, who is the right buyer? Number one, who's the right buyer partner for for AT&T? Because this is all still based on their IP. And then two, who, which, you know, current publishers or otherwise um, want the asset. I think there's no lack of demand um, for who wants the asset. If you look at the, price of the u.s publisher the stock prices are through the roof um they're all going to well, crush video numbers. game
2: usage is no, through the roof video Wait, game just...
0: usage is through the roof covid what, we, when you say the stock know prices
2: are through the
1: roof you're saying that they're going to issue equity to t because they'd have to buy no no, no 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 get
0: please let me finish <laughs> um <laughs> Um, numbers are coming up dramatically. Yes, right? I don't know what growth is going to look like out of 20, but stock prices have come up faster than numbers and you're seeing massive multiple expansion there. And we're going to get to the point where to justify stock prices, no matter how good things are, you're probably going to need to bring numbers up. And like buying this $4 billion or $5 billion dollar um, studio, especially for cash, which EA certainly can do, um, and Activision probably could do uh, a- as well is going to be very accretive so and take two as well. Uh, this is an accretive asset to to all the publishers number one on the Microsoft side, do they want it yes they they want to get bigger in this. They, they want to get. They want to get bigger. It's their ambition to buy more studios. Um, they want to bulk up their subscription offering. Now that gets to: Do they want to have exclusivity um, on these games? And then for AT and T, are they the right partner? Given they want broad um, distribution of their IP, to have a Microsoft who may, you know, try and push this behind a, a subscription. Um, paywall or uh, and not a broad distribution um, or make it Xbox exclusive and so, and I, so I, on. And I so wonder forth. how I much know. of this,
2: I just wonder how much of this just ties to like if, if Dish is really buying DirecTV or if those assets are really merging, you know, that obviously is a tremendously cash, you know, accretive transaction to AT&T gets a struggling asset off their books and brings them in a lot of cash. If that can get done, does it make selling the games unit less compelling? Uh, maybe you sell both, but it just, I don't know. That's just a Walt something question. Of, there's just something about gaming right now that if I, like, it's sort of the only legacy media company that has executed well in gaming, and it, it would sort of be a shame to have them not, not just own it, but actually almost they should be investing more in it, just the way they're investing more in HBO Max and investing less in Turner. It seems like the same I kind agree. of thing for gaming. So I don't know. I mean, I, I see First both of all, sides you of can't, it. First
1: you can't count, obviously, um, on a deal with DISH. And, right. you know, Ergen's negotiation t- um, abilities are well known. <laughs> Again, everything has its price. And I, I think what Brandon was saying is that since the stocks of some of these potential buyers were so high that – their investor base would effectively yep. swallow any type of purchase price to kind of feed the monster from growing bigger. So if AT&T looks at that and says, I've got two or three buyers, and they don't seem to have any sensitivity on return on investment in terms of, of the purchase price, yep. then, okay, why not hit that? Because I don't know if I'll be able to sell some of this other stuff, and I, I still have a massive debt load.
2: Which, which actually ties really well. For those well who can't into, see me,
1: I'm shaking my head, yes. Uh,
2: <laughs> and it actually ties really well into our last topic, because if you think about podcasting, Spotify has been gobbling up everything around because its investors want them to be the kind of dominant player in the category. And at the same time, you're seeing reactions elsewhere. And so there's a story out this week. It, it still hasn't actually been kind of announced on the tape, but Brandon, there's a story out here that SiriusXM is near a deal to buy Stitcher. A podcasting unit that has essentially been part of EW scripts the old newspaper part of Scripps, yep. um, you know, not the subscription piece that was sold to Discovery, but for they're buying it for three hundred million dollars, according to people familiar with the matter. And we've kind of been hearing <laughs> about Sirius getting people more familiar money. with the matter. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, s- s- go back no, to what they said this, back yeah, in exactly. November.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, M- M- the theme of this year's Liberty Analyst Day, and there's a theme every year, was audio, and and grabbing more and more share of the of the growing audio category. So it is not surprising that the Liberty Complex and Siri is you know squarely there. It's 70-ish percent owned um, by Liberty um, is going to be making further investments in audio. The other thing that needs to happen at Siri is. It's basically an in-car platform. They have an amazing in-car business model. They've tried to do things um, outside the car. They bought Pandora, so on and so forth. Uh, That hasn't gone exactly swimmingly well. Um, Podcasting is explosive. It's a huge opportunity. So it makes sense to to bring this into the fold. And look what Gary- Uh, And 300 million bucks for Siri. (laughs) I mean, they're generating- a lot of cash and they have a lot of balance sheet firepower and their their options are what do we do we buy our own stock or we we start to buy things and prepare for the future all of us um, would probably side with trying to prepare for the future i think stitcher is known for having a pretty good interface Uh, there's opportunity there spotify yes good experience to listen to podcasts Apple, as we've talked about many times, very bad experience, and Apple is by far uh, the dominant player here. Right. So, yes, there is there's an opportunity.
1: Right. So, and I would also reflect upon what Gary Vee had mentioned in our Light Shed Live earlier in the week in, in talking about um, the amount of ad dollars that are getting effectively wasted on television. I mean, again, this is stating something that, Rich, you've talked about yep. for God knows how long. Like who is watching any type of programming on television and looking at a commercial? Like no one. Like so. And yet, dollars still. Some of just, the people
2: it, that are getting on a plane to go to Disney World probably.
1: What a small yeah. fraction <laughs> of what a small fraction of 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 that budget that needs to shift over here. And and Gary had some very interesting things to say in terms of not even the largest influencers out there, but like you know the blocking and tackling, which to me it just it was like a very it was a broad revenue opportunity for content makers, not just like the Charlie D'Amelio's that have whatever, 120 million or whatever she's up to now um, in terms of her usage, because that pricing, as Gary Vee was saying, was probably pretty high. But there is a broad revenue opportunity for people to generate content on these platforms. And and obviously that shift is happening.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a billion dollar ad revenue business now, right?
1: the question so, is to does, me it's just does, how do you does, get does
0: podcasting get as big as the terrestrial radio business in the United States? Does it have States to be to be wildly successful? No, it doesn't. It okay. doesn't. Uh, I think
2: it's gonna I uh, think it's gonna be bigger because it's gonna be a global business over time. But the, the problem right now is that Apple's got over fifty percent of the market, Spotify's edging up towards twenty percent of the market, and everybody else is sort of eating the dribbles that are left. And the the question is is like right now Stitcher I, look, I've used Stitcher, you've used, you know, you've tried it. Like, Stitcher's not a, a major platform. I use Overcast. Walt uses Castro. Um, I use Pocket Cast sometimes. Like, none of these things matter. Like, there's literally two platforms that matter. And even Spotify, spending a ton of money, it's taking time to move up and take market share. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not clear. We
0: talked about the t- TV OS, owning the, the main OS um, for for any type sure. of distribution, so the audio know, OS media matters. Distribu-
1: the right. audio but OS work. So why matters. is Apple so That's successful? That's why Spotify not- is like. But why? So right. So Apple's not successful because the podcast app is any good. It's because you're in their ecosystem. The car right. ecosystem could be another driver of somehow this usage. Um, How this? Usage. This is again the risk in Roku and in, 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 in the case of if Apple TV can do anything in terms of. growing their market share creating that ecosystem
2: apple's got you with the phone right Um, Right, in in this country but if you look at spotify the way they're trying to move people over is through exclusive content so if you want joe rogan you've got to have spotify i think what'll be interesting is
0: and also serious and stitcher experience also though
2: yes but i really think serious if serious and stitcher are going to make a major play they've also got to put hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars into, into content. content that you can only get on Sirius Stitcher well, by the, in well, their podcasting experience.
0: And two, two things on that. One is Siri kind of like led the way in exclusive audio sure. content. So that's, that's something they're used to doing. And by the way, they have a lot of good audio. It may not be podcast content, but they have a lot of good audio content locked up. We can talk so, about Stern they also have a lot of Nauseam. money we, They have a lot and a lot of cash. So they could make a move. Um, for more exclusive content.
1: Why, why wouldn't Apple just buy Spotify and then that becomes that their primary platform, you know, audio. They've got enough money to do that and they certainly have enough money to invest in content development as well, original
2: content. I, I have wondered why Google and Apple I've wondered I've wondered why so many companies haven't bought Spotify over the years given how important the audio platform is first of all i don't think daniel really wants to sell not that it matters but i mean like you know in terms of like and i'm sure there's a price for everything but i, I do think that there is sort of a we're going to quote unquote win long term right but i also so think that so these other companies go think- I mean, no but, but these companies think about music and they go there's nothing exclusive everyone's got the same music podcasting starts to change that right as you bring in exclusives but historically it's been everybody has the same music it's everyone has all the world's music. And so there's no real reason to buy anybody. That's well, been you the you remember when music.
1: Apple launched Apple Music, they had that original from U2, which was, yep. I mean, I love U2, but that album was awful. So <laughs> they, they actually tried it a, a little bit. Um, they did. I mean, do you think Apple looks back and says, look, we should have bought Netflix five years ago? And, and, if, they, and if they're sitting there in their internal meeting saying, like, we fucked that one up. So here's another opportunity where, you know maybe they can still maybe they can't maybe they won't sell but like you know that could be another fuck up if they don't take this opportunity to jump in that space bigly
2: Netflix's market (laughs) cap today is 230 billion dollars above Verizon AT&T Disney and Comcast so I've got to believe they regret not buying it today (laughs) okay so Uh,
1: people tend to learn from their mistakes so we'll see beats I guess didn't get it done it did
2: not (laughs) That's episode 12 everyone. That's that is a, that's it.
0: We didn't that's it. we didn't we didn't do the tweet of the week. Did we forget to do it or did Elon just not we, put out Elon anything this week?
2: worthwhile? <laughs> uh, th- there was no crazy Elon tweet this week. I guess that was sort of the problem for a tweet of the brilliant, week. Brilliant, I think is the word you were looking for. There was no brilliant
1: tweet by Elon.
2: All right, at least we Brandon, got to I imagine. hope the storm I hope the storm. I hope you stay safe in the in the storm.
1: Uh, I think we'll be just fine. Is Elon backing Kanye?
2: I think that's what I He heard. is. Oh, he no. is. Why didn't no, we use that, that as a tweet? tweet? That would have been good. That would have been really
0: he, good. No, he, yeah.
2: All right. So, so Birthday we, party.
1: Well, now You've it been, is. With your birthday cakes. <laughs> <laughs> have
0: a great weekend, right, everybody. Have Later. fun. Later. Bye.